Hey, welcome to the Shield Maiden. I'm Natalie, your host. Today, I want to talk about the four categories of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, these four categories that I'm going to be discussing today have kind of come up in the last, uh, probably like the last eight to ten years. Uh, When I first got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, most of the academies were teaching all categories. And I've kind of noticed this shift, this change, and where sometimes you'll get, and I'm so old school, right, that I immediately presume, I'm not going to say assume, right, I immediately presume when someone comes in to our academy and they say, hey, I have like three or four years of training. I'm like, okay, well, three or four years of training gives them a good solid base and, and then during their classes, I start to notice that they don't have the base they should, right? At least, at least not to our standard anyway. And, and sometimes I believe why that is, is because the academies nowadays are falling into, you know, these four different categories of schools. And you're like, God, get, get to the categories. So the categories are... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the sport sense, right? Gi. You have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the no-gi sport sense. Then, of course, you have self-defense. And then uh, Jiu-Jitsu for MMA. These four categories. And, for example, let's say that you go to an MMA-style facility, and there's kickboxing, and then there's, you know, I've even heard, I've heard it called ground and pound. Oh, come to ground and pound class, or, or you know, they, they call it jujitsu, yet it's this modified version with gloves on and, and very, very specific to mixed martial arts. And so it's, it's only giving you a portion or one category of all jiu-jitsu if that helps break it down and sometimes you'll go to an academy or a facility where they only train no-gi only do no-gi right like 10th planet is very popular for this um and so that's their focus they they are teaching no-gi and very very heavily impressed on the sport uh side of things You know, sometimes you'll go to an academy and they are very, very heavily into um, competition, but with the gi on, right? They do gi and no gi. And so it's, it's nice, but sometimes we start to see that, that the fourth category, the self-defense portion, which is the main reason jujitsu was created in the first place, falls to the wayside. And it's funny because... I I got into martial arts for self-defense, obviously. But I, I get students who come in sometimes and they've been training. Recently had someone come in. They said they'd been training like maybe six, seven years. Six, seven years, but didn't know how to get out of... I, I call it the Frankenstein choke. You know, both hands are up around the neck and they're pressed against the wall. Um, you know, student didn't know how to get out of this. They knew they knew how to defend from a rear naked choke, but they didn't know something as simple as, as what I call and what I've dubbed the Frankenstein choke. Um, 
you know, they didn't understand bear hug over and under. They didn't know about, you know, how to defend from a hair grab. And I know that all of this seems very, very um, kind of low on the totem pole. And it is, right? And I, I tell people, I was like, all jujitsu is self-defense. What happens and what changes is how much jujitsu the other person, the attacker, the bad guy knows. If you end up, if the bad guy has very good experience, if they have a very good knowledge of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, well then, yeah. Uh, I mean, your knowledge of jiu-jitsu needs to definitely be on or above their level. And then the only reason that you're going to get out of this unscathed is because you have some sort of edge, right? You have, you know, maybe you're faster, maybe you're stronger, maybe you're in better shape. Um, you know, maybe they underestimated you. There has to be some type of edge, right? You know, when we, when we see competition, we put people in the same weight category, the same experience level, the same age so that they get to challenge each other on the same level. And then whoever has the edge is the winner. Usually, you know, the one who's more aggressive, the one who has better cardio, the one who is, uh, you know, more hungry for it. They have that edge. And so I see them come in and I I try to explain to students sometimes. I was like, look, finding an overall academy that teaches everything is very important. Uh, I just had this conversation last night. I taught a class and I said, look, our goal for each and every person who walks through this door, we want to see a black belt on their waist. We want them, you know, to become, uh, you know, the best version of themselves that they can be. And so we, we want to help them develop and grow. And if we are only focused on one category of everything, right? I, I can't be, I can't be a great writer if I don't read. I can't be I I can't have excellent cardio without working out like I it just you need it all in order to be the total package and so when you only focus on one aspect of Brazilian jiu-jitsu like MMA right you never put on the gi you never train without the gloves on you're only training a very small portion and yeah you might specialize in that and you might do very very well with that but could we throw you into a different situation a different scenario and would you sink or would you float you know and and I never want that to be like a a, a maybe question I want you to know with complete conviction I can be thrown into any situation be it with the uniform on without the uniform on in the real world Uh, You know, because in our academy, we even teach. Now, we don't focus on it a whole lot, um, but we do teach it, and it is in the curriculum. uh, And we teach it in our fundamentals and self-defense classes. But we teach how to deal with knife and gun. We teach, last night I showed elbows. I was like, hey, guys, here's the five types of elbows. This is the one that we're going to be working on today. They worked on a different one during their training session. And... um, you know, we, we discuss those kind of things. And 
And so by the time you get to Blackwood, I want you to be able to do self-defense. I want you to be able to take off the uniform and, you know, do nogi or self-defense or even MMA. I I want you to be a master of everything. You know, not not a jack of all trades and a master of none. Like I, I want, and if you train your students correctly, right? You start and you're like, hey, look, let's do basic positional drills. Let's learn how the body works. Let's do all of these things. Then you can start to develop that student. And I've noticed that a lot of times we we get so focused, you know, everybody does, but they get so focused on teaching like the armbar, the triangle, the rear naked choke, you know, the sweep, all this stuff that all of a sudden these students are learning high level things. I mean, uh, when you consider what they're learning, then all of a sudden they they almost um, they, they, they do a, a back step because self-defense is so simple. Uh, I explained this to students. I was like, look, uh, we're using the KISS methodology. We're keeping it simple and stupid. And if, and sometimes you see that they're like, no, that, that can't be it. Right. And, and it's actually harder to teach them in certain cases because they're so used to all of these more complex, uh, scenarios or movements. And I'm like, no, 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 we're just going to pull down on the wrists when they choke us so that they're not pressing into our throat anymore. And then we're going to go find a finger and, you know, peel it off. And uh, as soon as they let go, we're not going to sit here and go toe to toe with someone. We got to get out of dodge. Like we got to escape. And sometimes, you know, they're so used to engaging because that's so prevalent and important that telling them, hey, you're not going to engage in this self-defense situation. I need you to look for the exit and, and get to safety as quick as possible. Um, I see that it definitely it definitely stumps students sometimes. And then we have to have the conversation of, look, you know, being able to see the situation for what it is in every different context. Like if you're at the academy and you've got your gi on and it's, you know, it's, it's sparring night. Well then, yeah, of course you have to engage. That's, that's, that's what's happening. But out in the real world, you're alone. Two or three guys have walked up to you in the parking lot. Is that really a time to uh, pull out your jujitsu? It may, right? Depending on how the situation escalates. But I I wouldn't want to find out. I I tell people all the time, I was like, I I feel so much more confident now. I'm older, I'm bigger, I'm heavier um, than I was 10 or 15 years ago. But I'm so confident in my ability to manage and and handle myself that I I really do feel like if I had to defend myself, I've got it. Especially compared to like 10 years ago when I was in shape and, you know, thought I was, (laughs) thought I was super cool. But... I would rather not find out. I would rather de-escalate the situation or get out of the situation before it got to that point. And only if I absolutely have to, would I use my jujitsu. A lot of people would be like, well, what if you have to? If you have to, you have to. But even in a situation where I've got multiple people, multiple, you know, opponents, attackers, whatever you'd like to call them, bad guys, um, coming at me in a parking lot, 
those numbers don't add up. Doesn't matter how much jujitsu I know. I don't know if somebody has a weapon. I don't know if someone's going to pick up a rock. I don't know if they're all going to work together as a unit and a team. I, I don't know. You know, I, I could easily be overwhelmed by more than one opponent. And so I would much rather try to escape. And so like last night I was teaching students how to, you know, how to move, how to cut angles, how to use space to your advantage, how to make sure that you were clearing individuals so that they could not overwhelm you. And I had taught it the last week prior in a, in a more of a, a gi jujitsu sense from the floor while one partner standing up and the other partners on the ground and how to like shift, turn, pivot, and even sit back or scooch back. Um, and so now I was kind of teaching in a, you know, both partners are standing up context. Um, so just the more we know, right, that old adage, uh, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. And I would hate for someone, it would just break my heart if someone was like, oh, well, I, I train, I train MMA or I train just Nogi or I train, um, just self-defense and you're only doing very basic self-defense and and I've seen this you know people are oh you're hating on this community you're hating on this group no I've seen it I've seen it all over I've seen it where um I don't know if you remember but the Gracie the Gracie University they used to teach like the basic self-defense and basic movements to people um via via videos in the internet right I'm, I'm definitely telling my age here and I would get students, Professor Paul and I would get students that would come in and these students would be, they'd be like, yeah, I'm a blue belt through Gracie University. And they understood like basic, very, very basic jujitsu. But anytime it was elevated, they were like a fish out of water because they weren't there yet. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm explaining this just to prove the point that if you fail to prepare in all aspects of jujitsu, then you're going to be disappointed because at one time something's going to happen and you're going to have a hole in your game. And so when you are out there and you are looking for facilities, then I would definitely look and, and normally I've noticed that the more old school the academy is, then usually they're teaching all aspects, all categories, all facets. They, they start off with the very basic self-defense and then they start adding you into the, the jiu-jitsu classes. They teach both gi and no gi. And then of course they might pull out, like my husband sometimes will pull out like some gloves, some mitts, and he'll have these people like wear them and he'll do some drills and some things like that with them. And so this way they're getting a taste of everything and they're starting to work it. And, and what happens is when we condition the body to be used to varying types of training, well, then when we're actually put in those situations in real life and in real time, our stress levels don't go through the roof and we don't end up making tons of mistakes and, and, and ultimately getting hurt. We can rise to the occasion because, hey, man, we train like that. It's okay. We've seen different things. We have different experiences. Uh, we have a student, and I, and I don't think that just now. If you ask me, you're like, hey, what what martial art do you think is the very very best? 
I would tell you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. No lie. I've done plenty of other martial arts and I've talked about it on this podcast. I think that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if, if like, you know, our lives are busy. <laughs> and so why would I go learn, you know, three to four to six different types of martial arts? I, I don't have time. And so, of course, I'm going to use and, and go to the one that teaches the best, uh, you know, that's going to be overall my best option. And so, jiu-jitsu is what I would pick, right? I would do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and then I also heavily believe in making sure that you know how to handle and deal with weapons. I know some people might not be on that page, okay, I, you know, that is your choice, However, if you come to me and you're like, you know, what, what should I do in order to be best prepared for life in the world? I would tell you, especially like your kids, like what, what should I teach my kids? I teach, I definitely make sure your kids can swim. Definitely put them in jujitsu. Like those are my main sports. I was like, and then, um, as soon as they're old enough, like I would teach them about like knife and gun safety. I, I teach my children this. Because I feel like they're just going to be so much better prepared for the world. And, and we know as adults that the more prepared we are, the better off we are. You know, if, if you have a project coming up and you've just been busting your butt and you know everything inside and out. And then the night prior, you get a good dinner, you take a nice long shower and you get a good night's rest. Well, then because you have prepared, you are much, much more capable to take on that day. And this is the same thing with self-defense, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and with understanding these four categories and why I break them up like that. And and why I'm like, hey, look, I, I don't I'm not shooting down any specific team or whatever. You know, you want to only teach one thing and you want to specialize in that. Cool, good for you. Alright. I'm just saying that at our academy, we understand that these there are four kind of groups in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu realm. And, and I'm being I'm, I'm grouping these in very, very big categories. Um, but I would be very hesitant personally to only go to an academy that focuses on one of these four groups just because you, you're you're going to have holes. But anyway, guys, I will stop it there. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Have a great day. Thanks.